didgeridoo means it's time for the Australian News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Grant, it's time for the Dateline. Steve! Steve! Grant, what are you doing down there? Down the well. well, you need to get up here. Uh, what are you doing down that well anyway? You need to get up here and record the desk. I need the dateline. I was looking for the quarter share price. No, oh, is it down there? Uh, I think I passed it when I let go of the rope and fell. I fell past it. Oh, what, you trip over something? No, no, no. I, I, I was going as far as I could and I ran out of rope. So I decided to let go. I didn't think it would be that far. Oh, dear. Oh, well, well grab, grab onto the bucket, mate, and I'll winch you up. Yeah, okay, let it down. I'm down here with Alan Joyce's credibility. Oh, dear. All right, here. Here, I'm hoisting you up now. Hey, yeah. oh, I'm hanging on to the bucket. Right, eh? Almost there. All right. Oh, hi, mate. So did you find Qantas's share price or not? It uh, took a bit of a dip during the week. Oh, it certainly did, mate. It certainly did. Fell below a dollar for the first time ever. I think it was something like 97 cents when I went flying past it before. 97 cents. You know, I remember a few years ago, Grant, that they uh, they had a bit of a private equity uh, offer there and it was, what, $5.40 or something a share they were offering? Yeah, mate, they were offered $5.60 a share back as part of that uh, price equity offer, which in hindsight, if they had have done it, it probably would have killed the company back then when the GFC came in and suddenly uh, debt equity was bad. But shareholders would have been a lot better for shareholders to have gotten out then because I tell you, mate, in the last, ooh, what, four or five days, that share price is tanked. Okay, so what's what's been the cause of this? Why is it why is it tanked? We know that they uh, they forecasting not stellar profits, uh, I guess on on a world scale, but uh, yeah, it looks like their profit forecast is uh, down significantly. The generally held consensus was that they were going to come in around two thirty to two forty million of profit this year, which while it was down on previous, still wasn't too bad. But then on the fifth of June, from left field, Alan Joyce gave his shock horror tactics that he seems to like. He's tried it with the unions, he's tried it with the customers, and now he's doing it with the shareholders, down as much as ninety percent. They estimate their profit will only be 50 to 100 million dollars they dropped this bombshell on everyone on the 5th of june and the share price went into uh, free fall uh, but the interesting bit is mate while the share price was plummeting, the volume was huge. Normally when a stock is not wanted and people are scared of it, the share price plummets, but there's little to no volume because no one's buying. But in this case, everyone's buying and selling. So the real question is who's doing the buying? Well, that's a very good question. Is it other airlines? And I mean, that's limited, I guess, by the uh, the constraints of the Qantas Sale Act, something we know that Qantas would really like to have relaxed. In fact, they were, I think, trying to get that done last year, trying to get some of those provisions changed. So yeah, I wonder if this is part of their strategy uh, during uh, the last couple of weeks They've uh, divided the business in half now, made uh, long haul a separate business. Uh, and I wonder if that's part of a more longer term strategy to uh, just prove to the world that, uh, you know, hey, international is struggling and, uh, you know, we need to make changes. Uh, it could very well be. The Qantas Sale Act is more restrictive than the normal, must be less than 49% foreign owned for any international Australian based airline, uh, which is why Virgin is separating itself out into uh, a domestic and international. But the Qantas split is not creating separate entities. Uh, it's just creating separate reporting structures that will allow them to identify where things are going finally, which is really interesting because Alan Joyce was getting up there saying, oh, you know, the GFC, the f- troubles in Europe, people not flying as much, and uh, international is really hemorrhaging money. Well, a lot of those problems, including the increase in fuel, are the same for everyone. All the airlines in the area are experiencing that, and most of them, like Singapore and New Zealand and some of the other airlines, were all announcing issues 
months ago. Now suddenly the, um, the Qantas senior management have turned around and suddenly announced, oh, we're not going to make our targets. Why didn't they know? They're, saying, they're claiming they didn't realize they were going to do it until now. So does that mean they're incompetent or does that mean they're hiding something? Well, interestingly here, Grant, in a statement made by uh, Qantas Chief Executive Officer Alan Joyce, uh, he said during the week that uh, he expects that the international business will return to profit by 2014. Quote, we've taken decisive action to mitigate the losses by Qantas International by withdrawing from loss-making routes, uh, reducing capital investment and transforming uh, Qantas engineering. Now, of course, we've talked a lot about all those issues over the years. They certainly are cutting routes. In fact, I note with interest, another Qantas red tail route was farmed off to Jetstar during the last month, yep. uh, making and it even harder for uh, Qantas uh, long-haul pilots to uh, find any flying work. It seems yep. to me that uh, quite a lot of them are spending more time on the ground uh, than they are flying these days. So, uh, you know, I just wonder what the long-term strategy is here. Well, Qantas pulling out of routes is uh, a great thing for all the other airlines because uh, guess what? Singapore just increased its daily frequency to London just at the same time that uh, Qantas is scaling it back and just at about the time of the Olympics. Well, while investment is all a talk around over there at the Qantas Group, uh, it's also the talk at Virgin with uh, Etihad buying into Virgin Australia. They've acquired a uh, 3.96% stake in Virgin Australia and uh, the talk is they're looking to up that to 10%. That's correct, mate. They're not going for total control. They're not going to uh, really push the the 49% because, of course, Air New Zealand's in there owning a chunk as well. It is causing a a lot of panic and scare uh, for various angles. You've got a couple of politicians such as Senator Xenophon and uh, the Australian Workers' Union are making comments regarding the impact on Australian domestic airlines, which honestly, I think the Australian domestic airlines have their own problems and aren't really too worried about uh, Etihad coming in and buying up all this chunk of Virgin. But uh, it does look like a foreign investment review board inquiry is going to be triggered. It's interesting, Grant. I wonder from a philosophical standpoint, would the travelling public really care too much if uh, Etihad owned uh, a bigger chunk or any other foreign carrier owned a a bigger chunk of uh, not only Virgin, but any of our airlines? I mean, is that such a big issue for people these days? Well, some people like to say buy Australian, but uh, you know we don't really see it in action. So long as people are getting good service and are happy and getting what they want, I think they just run with it. And interesting too, uh, according to this article that we're reading here uh, on AustralianAviation.com.au, uh, Etihad is not only investing in Virgin, but uh, in fact uh, spreading its wings, if you'll pardon the pun, right around the world. Uh, it's also invested uh, with Air Berlin, Air Lingus and Air Seychelles. So uh, a pretty, uh, well, an eclectic mix, let's say that. Yeah, it's, it's wherever they seem to be flying, they like to get involved. Yeah, the CEO of Eddie Hadd has said he would, he's not ruling out getting some skin in the game, i.e. having a, a seat on the board of directors of Virgin Australia. But uh, right now, they're just liking to take a stake in companies they work with. Hmm. And well, James Hogan's an Australian anyway, so, you know, it's not that bad. Well, we could always rebrand them Hogan's Heroes eventually, couldn't oh, we? Oh, good Lord. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, foreign airlines coming into Australia, we had something uh, significant this week, Grant, and uh, here's a bit of audio from Sydney Tower. Scooter 2, Air Service of Sydney Tower welcomes the inaugural uh, Scoot Airlines flight to Sydney. Threshold wind is 280 degrees, 17 knots, runway 34 left, clear to land. Thank you, Air Service. It's great to be here. Appreciate the kind assistance. Thank you. Clear to land. Scooter 0002. That's a lot of zeros in there, Grant. It's interesting because the uh, flight code was Tango Zulu 002. So uh, I'm not sure where you got that extra zero from. Maybe he was busy uh, aviating, navigating, and uh, communicating was uh, a secondary thing. There you go. So uh, Scoot Airlines has uh, commenced services into Australia, the new uh, low-cost offshoot from uh, Singapore Airlines, using, uh, well, not new aircraft. The aircraft, in fact, that landed uh, here at Sydney the other day was uh, 9 Victor uh, OTC, Oscar Tango Charlie, uh, and that aircraft is actually uh, probably 10 to 15 years old. It's actually an ex-Singapore Airlines mainline fleet aircraft. In fact, it used to be 9 
9 Victor SQC, which was in fact the uh, third uh, 777-212 that came into Singapore Airlines service uh, way back when. In fact, it looks like the first three uh, Scoot uh, 777s uh, in service, which are OTA, OTB and OTC, are all uh, ex-Singapore Airlines uh, SQA, SQB and SQC. And in fact, I know that SQA, uh, I don't know about the other two, but SQA had actually been in uh, storage over in the desert uh, for quite some time. So they've brought that one back into service. There's a bit of airplane geekery for you, Grant. Oh, mate, well done. Very impressed. Uh, I, I know you're a big fan of uh, which serial number is which coming into the country. But uh, for me, I just look at it and go, wow, that is a very distinctive color scheme. Lots of yellow. And as some are saying, just as the flying fruit tingle may be changing its livery and getting rid of those bands of color, we get the new flying banana. <laughs> Thank you, Scoot. They need to fly up there to uh, northern New South Wales where they have the big banana, Grant. And the big pineapple in Queensland. Yeah, mate, there's lots of big stuff, but this is the biggest flying banana I've ever seen. Okay, just a couple of uh, quick ones as uh, as we finish off this week's report. Turning to military, and uh, with apologies, David, we're going to talk tankers. Qantas has uh, finished uh, converting uh, the Qantas Defence Services, of course, have uh, finished with the final uh, KC-30A conversion up there in Brisbane, the MRTT, and uh, that'll be on its way into RAF service very shortly. Good to have it, and uh, also interesting timing that uh, just as that last one's being done, one of our old tankers is coming back. Yes, we've got two tanker stories, double trouble. Yay, yay. In fact, uh, the Omega Air Tanker, November 64, Romeo Hotel, which of course is a former RAF 707 tanker, uh, formerly A20-64, is uh, back in Australia and uh, operating with the RAF, but now it's operated by the private company uh, Omega Tanker. So uh, even though they were sold off, they're still here and uh, all these years later the 707s are still doing the job, but uh, I suppose, well, uh, it'd be interesting to see actually, Grant, if they work in partnership with the uh, KC-30A fleet or whether Mm. they just there as a bit of a stopgap measure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. The refurbed 707 has got uh, quieter engines as well, so that certainly helps. The uh, the old 707s, you can see them coming a mile away. Uh, massive big black clouds of smoke coming out also dragging this themselves into land. Absolutely amazing to see. Uh, uh, yes, nothing like turning uh, beautifully, wonderfully clean, refined jet fuel into smoke and noise. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> Environment schmarment, let's have some fun. Yes, and on that environmentally unfriendly thought, I think we'll uh, end that off this week. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm still Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks. Southern Skies. Online Media.